Welcome to Breaking Ice and Building Bridges from Possibilities. I'm Kelly Johnson. And I'm Byron Jackson. Glad you're here. Connecting a community through conversation. Dun, 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 dun. Hello, welcome to Breaking Ice, Building Bridges. I think that's the name of the show. Am I correct? Okay, I am correct. This is Byron Jackson. I have no idea why I'm here. I was out panhandling on the highway. Which highway? Very good. Northwest Expressway. So I'm out on Northwest Expressway, have my little sign that says, I will work for free valet parking. So really? Yes. And and was it with a Sharpie? No, that's maybe because when it rained, it just washed away. And oh, it was chalk. Do you do you know the um rule for improv? You ever take improv class? Yes and isn't that the rule? Yes. It's very good. It's what, is, all, what is it? That you have to whatever somebody says, you have to say yes. Mm-hmm. And so you did very well at that because I just said I was panhandling and then you start asking questions about it. So instead of you going, well, that's the dumbest thing. How are you, Pan? So you actually said yes to what I threw out there. So I just thought it was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, the person that's talking to him. This is Sue. <laughs> I know nobody knows my name. I have so many last names. It depends. So is this business or personal? Whichever you would like. Well, let's make this personal. Okay. Okay, so I'll be Sue Birch today. Sue Birch. Yeah, and I'm not a tree. B- B-U-R-C-H? Yes. Okay. That's my married name. I actually had a good friend named Birch, so thank you. Now you have two. Two. If we remain friends. Yeah, if we make it through this. If we make it through this. And then I have Jillian. What is your last name? My last name is Sour. Like Sour Patch Kids. Really? But spell S-A-U-E-R. S-A-U-E-R. Now everyone can look me up. Is that German? Yes, it is. Because that's how you start spelling sauerkraut, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, have you been to Germany? I have never been to Germany. My parents did the, like, lineage thing, and they have found a couple small towns in Germany that they're each from separately. So they're very German. So you're like full blood German, among other things from different lines. Yes. Now, if you get married and you marry outside the German line, will they take it okay? Oh, absolutely. My parents don't care who I marry. Russian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, there's not a lot of like traditional German values in our home. Just the name carries. Do you like Polish sausage? Oh, well, I grew up in Wisconsin, so it was bratwurst. Oh. Any and all kinds oh. of bratwurst. Yes. Uh. There was another one, though, too. It was bratwurst, and then there was like Bruns- Brunswiger. Brunswiger. Oh, I can see that like in my head, the, yeah, the spelling was, of that. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a cross between bologna and liver pate. We we grew up in Iowa and Minnesota. There you go. I don't like to think about how the sausage is made. Just what it tastes like on a bun with some ketchup and mustard. I, I love, I love, I love, oh, I love it. This is the kind of conversation a black person really feels a part of. <laughs> German uh, food. So welcome, Antoinette. <laughs> so I left out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about ribs. <laughs> 
and we want to include them. <laughs> no, that's all right, man. I'm learning. I'm so learning. now your net, your last name. My last name is Webster. Webster, like the dictionary. Like the dictionary, yes. Yep. Now, have you ever read anything about Daniel Webster? I have not. He should, just so, because I want to know more. <laughs> and I don't want to read about that, so. I do like reading. Do you like reading? Um, I've just become more interested in reading over the past year. Um, growing up, my life was pretty much around basketball. I wasn't the biggest reader. Um, up until my adulthood, I've I become a lot more interested in reading because I learned at my own pace. Now, do you um, did you play basketball? Oh, yeah. You yeah. have the build of a basketball player. Oh, I yeah. thought that, I right, that at, a lot. right at the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have yeah. I played basketball, and I never get that. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. Even when I was out. Okay, who, who at the table is shocked? <laughs> even when I had the basketball in my hand and I was dribbling, they say, now where did you play at? Um, well, high school, I graduated from Western Heights High School, um, and then I earned a four-year scholarship to the University of Tulsa, and then I played there four years. So my awesome. entire life has been... Athletics. Now, do you play anymore? Uh, I play for fun. Um, I play at the Thunder Court, and I'm still involved into some basketball activities at my high school. I do a little training on the side, so I try to keep it a part of my life because it has always been a part of my life. So, just to cold turkey, it it would be different. You know, life would be different. I played till I was 52, competitive. Basketball. I mean, I played leagues. We play Indian tournaments all over the state and um, traveled. And I was not the best player on our team, but I grew up in, I live in Norman. And so I would always get on these teams with ex-professional players and OU players. So I usually had the most money, so they would let me come. <laughs> and uh, then they would take me and I would sit on the bench. And if we were winning by about 100 they would let like let me in, and but it's fun. I really enjoyed basketball a lot. It's fun. You you meet a lot of people, and um, you learn a lot about yourself. Um, and I say that as far as like your leadership style, um, kind of where you fit in. Um, I've become more of a people person because of basketball, and I, I truly think had it not been for um, sports. I don't know if I would be as much of a people person as I am today. As you are today. Oh, yeah. I, I love the, like, I'll see guys I play basketball with, and it's like not a day has passed. And it's been years uh, just because the intensity. I mean, one day we're screaming at each other, and the next we're, like, hugging each other. And mm -hmm. I mean, you just have this intensity like, pass me the ball, go to hell. Blah, 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 blah. And then you go out and have beers after, and it's just a very, um, I just have not found that freedom to be yourself as I have, like, in the court, oh, yeah. a basketball court. Jillian, do you play basketball? I played one year in seventh grade, started on the B team. Did you start it? It was. They would go, go cover internet. I was, I was scrappy. I was scrappy. That was my claim to fame. That's right. Let's go with that nickname for you. Scrappy? Scrappy, scrappy yeah. Jillian. 
<laughs> Scrappy Jillian. Yes. I'll take it. Now, tell a little bit about yourself. This clean. This is a family show here. Okay. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up in Wisconsin, and then when I was in middle school, we moved to Texas. So I consider myself a Texan at heart. What part of Texas? Houston area. Ooh. Nice and steamy. Every time it gets humid here in Oklahoma City, it reminds me of home. Um, and then I was in theater growing up. So improv was my favorite thing ever um, and musical theater as well. And then I found myself at OU and then found myself in Oklahoma City. And I love it in central Oklahoma. Okay. Chorus line. Oh, I did that show. Where do you write that among your musicals? Well, I can't dance to save my life. But I mean, just watching it. Watching it, I, I like it. I'd put it probably maybe top 20 for sure. Yeah, it's one of yeah. my top. Dun, 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 it makes dun, you want to get up and dun, 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 start a kick line. Dun, 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 dun. One, dun, 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 dun. one. That's all I know is that's one word. In Just there. the one word in the, in the one. one song. <laughs> he has hey, if there's any words you're going to know. <laughs> one. Hi, Sue. <laughs> you do not have to stay appropriate like the rest of us. So Because well. <laughs> he knows it won't happen. So I do I do my best, but as everyone says, I people think I have no filter. But I do. I know. Because I there's a lot of things that go in my head I do not say. Well, tell tell me, tell them a little bit about yourself. A little bit about me. Yes. Hmm. I'm old, a lot older than y'all. Um, I love to watch basketball. Oh, I just, I, I love sports. I love sports. So, in fact, um, the 80-inch television that my husband bought, I guess, is about 10 years old, and it went out. And so, I decided I'm getting an 85-inch. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. So, I'm excited. I'm getting a new TV next week. So, I'm having, you know, I'm, softball's on now, so I'm kind of missing out on some softball because... My TV. I mean, I have littler TVs in the house, and I also have my phone. But that eighty-inch, you know, that that just brings the guys over. So, so you're on the lookout for guys. Yeah. So, oh, my husband passed away. So, because you know, here I talk about my husband, and then you go and she's looking for guys. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, my husband passed group. away two years ago, and so I love to hang out. I have a lot of girlfriends I hang out with. Always, yeah, always love to hang out with guys too. Now, so I was talking to a friend of mine today, and I decided that, because you always hear the term broken heart, so, you know, somebody breaks your heart or something happens to break your heart. And I've decided, I understand why they say your heart is broken to a million pieces, because it's little pieces that break. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that, like, come up. It's not like it's one big, solid, my heart is broken. It's like, all these little pieces, and uh, that's what make broken hearts very hard for me. And um, so, yeah, the one thing I was talking with a friend one night that I mean, I I kind of like him, whatever. Um, and and I was telling about what uh, Pete had done for me for my last birthday, which was in the middle of January, and he knew it was going to be the last birthday he had with me. I was still in denial. And, all, and so I told the whole story of what he had done for me so that when I got up, you know, I had a fire going, I had a warm blanket, I had a hot 
cup for my coffee. And, uh, and he says, that guy absolutely adored you. And I said, yes, he did. I said, and that is one of those things I like about you. You don't adore me. <laughs> and he just goes, huh? Yeah. And I go, I've been adored, you know, and it hurt when I fell off of that pedestal. And I never want to be up there again. Really? Really. So been there, done that. So do not adore you. Do not adore me and we will get along just fine. Jillian, are you taking notes on this? Yeah, I'm ready. ready <laughs> Have you had your heart broken? I would like to say yes. I've, I've felt hurt. Um, I feel like when I love, I hurt. Um, and when I say that, it can be any type of, any forms of relationships. But when I love you, I'm ex- kind of expected to get my feelings hurt. So. Oh, that's not a good expectation. No, I think it's, it's healthy. It's well, healthy um, to expect to get hurt? Yeah, it's part of, it's part of, I'll, she hasn't finished that sentence. Okay, okay. I, I'll okay. say this. Um, when I expect to get hurt, uh, well, I'll say this. If I love it, I don't fully trust it because I tend to walk a lot on eggshells and I often can hurt that individual due to lack of communication, due to something very small you've done and it may hurt my feelings. I'm a vulnerable person. I'm very in tune to my emotions. So it can be the slightest thing you do can hurt me. So when... When I say I love and I expect to get hurt, I'm expecting for there to be a lack of communication. You make a mistake by doing something because of the way you grew up. It doesn't really align with my expectations or my values. And that can be as far as my parents, the way they grew up is completely different than the way I was raised. So they may still have certain type of tendencies. They're, they're, I don't want to say... I'm a guinea pig to their learning process, but I'm a guinea pig to their learning process. So they may do things that has hurted me and they may view it in the sense of, you know, why are you hurt by that? But, you know, their childhood is completely different. And I would like to say that this generation, my generation is raised in a much softer climate. So a lot of things are different. A lot of things are different. So, but that, that, does not mean that they don't love me or I don't love them. I'm just expected to get hurt along the process of their growth. And that's in my parents' relationship. That's in my intimate relationship. That's with my nephew, nieces. That's just in relationships, period. Um, I have a perfect example. Tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, so my wife and I have separate bathrooms because the kids are all gone. So I took the first thing I grabbed was a bathroom for myself. So when I shave, I put the washcloth on the sink so that it can dry out before I put it on the towel rack. Drives my wife nuts, her expectation. So she just walks through and goes, why the hell is that washcloth there? And I go, because it's drying out. She says, hang it up. So, anyway, I'm hanging it up and see her expectation. So, it's probably about how she was raised, 
And but she filtered the world. Somewhere they were hanging up washcloths. And mine, we didn't have washcloths, so we just used toilet paper. And so that's you were gonna See, say something. No, well, I was gonna ask her something else, but along that lines, so I went on a trip um with this guy earlier this year. And is it the same guy? Yes, yeah, probably is, you know. Anyway, yeah, this guy's uh, like moving in no, the first place. Isn't no, he? he's not. He's okay. he's and he's the third. You know, at least he's left the starting block, okay? okay? You know. Anyway, so he makes the comment. He goes, did you notice how I always hang up uh, the hand towel in the bathroom? And I said, yeah. I said, and I just fold it on, on the counter. Me too. And he says, you don't fold it. And I just thought, I just stood there and laughed. I go, that is folding to me. And I said, you can do what you want. I don't care. You know, so for me, you know, like hearing about your wife, if she doesn't want the washcloth there, she needs to just move it. And she doesn't make a comment to you. I mean, everybody's, you know. She's just out of my bathroom. It's my it's, home. It's thought. your bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I just, you know, I just, if if it's me, I do what I need to do and then move on. I, you know. I don't. I mean, he even makes a bed in a hotel room. I'm thinking we're paying somebody to do that, <laughs> but he still makes the bed. Was he military? Nah. Okay, Jillian, how's this conversation going for you? I'm learning a lot. You are. See, but as a host, this would be very easy for you to just let people talk and absolutely and learn. And I would say too that I've learned a lot from having roommates about, you, you know, you yeah. learn about how people grew up and how their preferences might not always align with you, or you just learn about crazy things that you thought everyone knew. But of course, that might just be something that you That's the part you know? I love the best, is you're kind of going, seriously, not everybody does that? Yeah, yeah. Learn about myself, too, in that case. They actually have a term for that. It's called ethnocentric. Mm -hmm. And it's believing that you're all... Ethnic groups have the same values and perceptions that yours do, and you go in that belief. So if people don't do it like you, there's something the matter with them. And so they'll go, like I, when I travel outside the country, people are always going, well, why are they doing this like this? And I go, well, because they're Italian. And so they have completely different values than we do on how we do that. So I was going to ask you, it made me think as you were talking do people underestimate you a lot? Oh, that's a good question. I think probably yes, because of my age. That's one of my biggest fears is I'll send people emails or like in a career based situation, I'll send emails. And then when they meet me face to face, I think sometimes it surprises them that maybe first that I'm relatively petite, but also that I'm you know, just out of college, just starting in my career. And so I'd say, yeah, probably I feel underestimated, but I kind of take it as a challenge and something to like push ahead, right? I'd rather you underestimate me and be surprised by what I bring to the table than overestimate. Overestimate. And I never want to disappoint anyone. It has been one of my greatest gifts of being black is to be consistently underestimated because it has allowed me to slip in under radar. And so then I could determine stuff much easier 
then if I'm like out front and and people like have you know have a bullseye on me. Well, I just was thinking of that just because I know the work that you do, you have like a lot of responsibility and you do a lot of stuff. And so I go, I bet people underestimate you a lot. Yeah, I appreciate you asking that question. No, I appreciate you uh, being uh, scrappy. (laughs) Scrappy. So, man, our time. See there? How's it many... How much time have we been doing here, Santiago? We have? 20 minutes. Well, see, the 20 minutes is uh, we've talked about nothing, but uh, you guys are free to come. Feelings. We've been talking about feelings. No, we haven't. Have we? Have we? (laughs) Heartbreak is on the mind. Heartbreak, feelings, reactions, you know. Well, that. Okay. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Was, I that, have, was that bread? Oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, feelings. I don't know who. I have to look that up. I will say, Sue, I love um, your spunkiness. I love, no, I love how you break traditional norms of how a woman should act. Um, I think that you apparently I break norms of how a CPA should be as well. Well, good, good. I'm. I had a woman. Seriously, I'm going to interrupt you for Dude, a second. That's right. Um, she's a client, so she was in my office. We were working on stuff, and when we finished, we decided to go have a drink. You know, because I love to drink, and so we're sit- we go to my favorite hangout, and we're sitting there talking, and she goes, "How did you become a CPA?" I said. I passed a test. And she goes, no, seriously. I go, seriously, you have to pass a test to be a CPA. And she goes, no. She goes, how did you become a CPA? I go, what do you mean? She goes, you're not nerdy. I am too. I am a nerd. But you're an assertive nerd. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a out of the box kind of nerd. Yeah. 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 I, 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 because I, very seldom color outside the lines. Yeah. I just move the lines. That's the way I do it. And I like that. And it's noticeable. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. For being that. Antoinette, what are your thoughts of being here this 20 minutes? I was nervous. <laughs> uh it all happened so fast, so I was nervous. I've uh, never done anything like this, um, but I enjoy it. Um, I've learned uh, with the little things that I picked up on, I've learned little things. Um, it's a lot to comprehend at once while still trying to unravel. Oh, my God, I'm doing a podcast right now. I've never done a podcast, so I walked in with so many different emotions and as the conversations happen I'm still in my head while trying to comprehend and understand what you guys are saying so it's it's, it's a lot but um well, it was very intentional do you need therapy yes right now Crystal's I do. right next door you <laughs> <laughs> not Crystal she's, she's in Arizona so oh she is Santiago will have to be your therapist so. okay well sign me up <laughs> if, you, if you come back next week oh well no Crystal's gonna be there for a couple of weeks isn't she 
I have no idea. Oh, she doesn't she... talk to me anymore. It's just silence on your end. <laughs> silence on my end. I said, "How's things going in Arizona?" Crickets. Zilch, zilch. Well, Sue, Jillian, Antoinette, thank you guys very much for being at Breaking Ice, Building Bridges, and hopefully, I get to listen to you guys. And your podcast, not making you do one internet, but I'm just. Uh, you should. Yeah. All right. You can come on ours. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, they, we'll need, you, yeah. they need guests. Although I think you'll have a lot of guests. I hope so. You, That's the goal. You'll have, now, remember, you'll what internet said is very, very important that people have like this fear. And the biggest thing that we have had to do is to just kind of throw people in and to get them over their fear of being on air. Once they do that, you can't like shut them up. But. Right. I feel like if it feels like a conversation, there's things in front of your face, but it feels more like, like I can look at you and talk to you, even though I'm talking Yeah, yeah. to someone else out there eventually. Yeah. So, well, very good. Well, thank you guys. Thank very, you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Thank you very much. This is a uh, bald brown man, Byron Jackson with Breaking Ice, Building Bridges. Adios. Connecting a community through conversation. Breaking Ice, Building Bridges is the Possibilities Community Podcast Platform. Thanks for tuning in.